0: For the last six months or so, um, I've probably been on this little journey with Jesus. Um, he's been He's been showing me things in Scripture. I've been reading books and just um, all kind of related to to rhythms, right? Like the rhythm of life, rhythms in our walk with Jesus. Um, so I, I don't want to stand up here and say that for the next, you know five weeks, I'm talking to you like an expert. I think that's actually what you're supposed to do if you speak or you're supposed to carry yourself like an expert, but I'd rather just be transparent and say to you that we're talking about something that I feel like the Lord has invited me to walk with Him on, and so I'm going to just extend the invitation to you as well. Like, let's go journey this together. Does that make sense? Um, l- let's let's look at a, a key passage of Scripture. Matthew 11 Verses 28 through 30. This is the passage that um, I was reading one day. I'm going to read it to you in the, in the New Living Translation. And here's what it says. you probably heard this before. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And listen, those are powerful Life-altering words. And then it got better. I thought, how can it get better, right? That's amazing. I've heard it. If you weren't in church, you haven't heard that your whole life. But I've been in church, like, from the day I was born. So I've heard that passage so much, right? And usually all the tired people in the house are like, amen, brother. Read it again. But one day I read it in the message Eugene Patterson is an amazing man who who God used to give us a translation called The Message. And he just tried to take these these truths and he tried to put them in everyday language. And I read those, those three verses in the message and it just blew me away. Here's what it says Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. that, That translation captures where most of us are. So many of us are tired. We are worn out. We are burned out. And that's real news. Like, that's not fake news. That's real news, right? But here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus didn't say those words to indict us. He said them to invite us. I mean, do you hear the invitation in those words? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me. Come and learn from me, and so this series is all about learning some of the rhythms that can lead us to that kind of rest that he 's talking about. now, having grown up in church, man, I know that wheel, right that work wheel, man, holy cow, and you don 't have to grow up in church, you could just have a job if you have a job, you know the work wheel, right you just we take vacations to get away from work, right, and we come home from vacation already planning and yearning for the next vacation. We understand that cycle. And it's not any different sometimes in the church. But what Jesus is talking about in these in this, these verses sounds a little bit different to me. It sounds like he can actually lead us to real rest. And so this series is all about trying to learn how to live in rhythms that can lead us to real rest. So before... I talked to you this morning about the the most important thing before we can even get to the rhythms, right? Like this is the day we have to lay the foundation, right? I need to show you what your life might look like over the next five weeks. Can I do that? Can we show this, this picture up? Do we have this picture? This could be a picture of your life during this series. Now, this is a picture taken in Sweden the day after they decided as a country to switch from driving on the left side of the road to the right side of the road. Okay? So if you read the story, and I won't go into it all right now, if you read the story about this whole event, they were up all night long. They had men all over the country flipping signs that pointed left to point right. And then the next day, this is what happened. Now, that's chaos, am I right? I mean, some of you guys are like, if you're organized people, you're freaking out right now. You're like, Paul, get to this message quickly. we got to fix that, right? But if you read the whole story, this was an, a worldwide success. Other nations actually would call Sweden and say, how did you pull that off? Now, not based on this picture, but based on what happened after this picture. And so sometimes when you're living a certain way, And it's crazy, isn't it? You know people like this. They live without rhythms in their life, but they almost make it a rhythm. Like they always have chaos in their life, but somehow they make that work for them. When you start to talk about the right way, the way that Jesus is talking about, maybe try this, and you start to try it. Have you ever tried something new? And then you were like, I don't think I like that. And it just feels like chaos. And so some of us in this room, if we've been doing things one way, and Jesus says, "Well, come learn from me." And we try to learn from him, and we try to do it. Yeah, that can be how we feel. I just want you to know that's normal. Okay, so take a deep breath, blow it out on the person next to you. Don't really do that. Some of you did. It, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said to even encourage you to do that. And here's why. Let me tell you why. Some of the things that we're going to talk about over the next few months, uh, over the next few weeks, here they are. They all start with S too. By the way, I'm sorry. I just apologize in advance. It's a sickness. see what I did there? Starts with an S. Here's the four things we're going to talk about. Four rhythms. I'm sure there's more rhythms that we could come up with, but these are the four that I'm going to talk about over the next four weeks. Solitude, serving, Scripture, and Sabbath. Okay? Now, just hearing those words, you may already feel like that, right? I kind of do on the inside like, oh, those sound complicated. They might be. We'll find out. But We're learning something new, right? We're learning something new. And here's my my encouragement to you would be this. When we read the passage where Jesus says, come learn from me the unforced rhythms of grace, the reality is sometimes the unforced rhythms of grace can feel a little bit forced at first. And I'm just going to encourage you to stick with it, right? Stick with it. Just try to apply the things that we talk about. It's what I'm doing in my life, trying and failing and getting up and trying again, right? Just keep working at it. Keep learning from Jesus. Because sometimes we have to unlearn stuff before we can learn stuff. Teachers in the room say amen, right? Like, did I just describe your September, right? Okay, okay, you forgot everything over the summer. Let's reset so we can start again, right? Sometimes you have to do that. Rhythms take practice. So let's just um, talk through this. Let's put that first point up. Here's the things I want you to remember. One, everyone is following someone. Everyone is following someone. Um, I am not a music teacher, but what I'm getting ready to say, I did clear with a resident music expert in our church. So I know for a fact that what I'm going to tell you is true. I also Googled it, but I didn't have as much confidence in Google, so I checked with the real-life music expert. And here it is. Before you can have rhythm, you have to have a beat. So here's your big idea. In order to establish rhythm, we must accept the beat. Now listen, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. You may not have worded it like that. Here's how I know that you know that that's true. Have you ever been somewhere and watched somebody like try to clap and they can't clap with the song? I mean, you're, I know what you're thinking. You think, well, yeah, Paul, I watch you every Sunday. No, I I can do it. I, I can clap with it. Have you ever watched somebody try to? Maybe they try dance and like they're just a little bit off. And what do you say, either to yourself or to the person with you, or if you're with a group of people, you're like, check that out, or you're videoing. We were at the beach a couple summers ago, and we were at North Myrtle Beach. We went down to, um, like, the main section where they block off the, the road, and they have the summer concert series, and we were watching this um, lady and this man, and they were, they were dancing, and it was, they were drunk. I hope I mean I hope that was their excuse, right? If if not they were just really bad. I mean, so we didn't say stuff like, "Oh, look at this is amazing." What we said was, "They got no rhythm." They've got no r- you can't have rhythm if you don't have a beat, okay? So in order to have a beat, somebody's got you got to follow that beat. And the truth of the matter is that most of us want to lead ourselves. I'm captain of my own ship. I'm in control of my life. Now, don't filter all this through all the psychoanalytical stuff that you've been taught, right? Because I'm not saying that's not true. But we can't lead our own lives. We can't. It's not possible, right? We can't do that. In in fact, (laughs) just to make sure that you, can you get get this, don't run it yet, but get the video ready. Um, I I wanted to show you, it's a very short clip, and we're going to flash back to like an an older, oh, I love it with the lights off. That's fantastic. Um, Go ahead, roll this. You can go, go ahead. Do you, you want me get it started? I'll get it
1: started. This is from the show, Sandfield.
0: Come on, guys. Hold up. Wait, fancy. So... what <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> What I want to say to you is that the world is looking at the church and sometimes what they're seeing is, is us trying to, like, do our own thing. And, and the world is kind of like, like George Costanza there. They're, they're looking at the church going, sweet, fancy, Moses. Like, it, it looks like you're trying to dance, but that's not really dancing. And the reason that that's bad dancing is because she's got a beat up in her own head and it's not matching the beat that's playing and it's all out of whack. And some of your lives are out of whack. And it's because you're trying to lead yourself. But everyone follows someone. Everyone follows someone. The question is, who are we following? I'm going to suggest that Jesus is the only one that can lead us. That's why he invites us. He says, come to me. Come to me and learn the unforced, unforced rhythms of my grace. Because he never changes. And without a consistent beat, we'll never learn the rhythms. Um, I, I, brought, I wanted to get a real one, but I couldn't find one at, at short notice. But um, can we show this picture? Does anybody know what this is? Y'all are smart. Holy cow. I bet you even know how to spell it. Don't do it right now out loud. But this is called a metronome. And back when I took piano lessons, worst seven years of my life right there. I mean, thank you, Mom, for making me do it. But, oh, my goodness. Anyway, that, so you take the the big odd-looking shape up there is, is a weight that's on this little metal strip. And you slide that thing up and down. And then you start it. And it just goes, and it keeps the beat, right? Now, nobody would ever use that now because it would look so silly on your wrist. Now, what you would do is you would just get, a, you'd get your phone out. You can download a metronome app, and you can use it to kind of, it just helps you keep the beat. Sometimes I've actually gone out with an app on my phone and I've used a metronome when I go running because runners are supposed to hit the ground like 180 times a minute. And so you can put it on 180 and kind of stick with that beat. And after about 30 seconds, you die. That's how it works. It's really fast. Anyway, you should try it sometime. It's awful. Um, but that's what, that's what a metronome. And so what the metronome does is it keeps a consistent beat. It's amazing. When I used to lead worship a lot, It was always funny to me when um, people would say, like, you do all your songs really fast. And I'm like, no, I don't. I do them the way I do them right. They're perfect. And then somebody would get get one of those apps and start playing it for me. And I'd be like, holy cow, they're right. You can't argue with the beat. The beat is the beat. And you've got to have that beat. You've got to accept this is the beat that I'm supposed to be at before you can have any rhythm in your life. So the reason why a lot of us don't. Have rhythm is because we've never accepted that we cannot set the beat of our lives. Am I oversimplifying it too much if I say this? The reason why you and I can't be our own leaders is because we're too given to whims and fancies. Right? Like designers, they make so much money off of people because they know that we get tired of a look and so they'll design a new look. That was, oh, that was last year's spring line. This is this year's spring line. So we buy a whole new thing. We, we couldn't ever set the own tempo for our lives because we're always changing. I mean, don't raise your hand because it would seem like I'm making fun of you and I'm not because I totally understand this. But how many of you, I mean, after like a few weeks, you're just like, I'm rearranging the den. I'm just tired of the way this couch is over here. Let's just try it. And, and whoever. And always, if that's you and you're married, I guarantee you that you marry somebody who's like, no, I like it just like this. But the one that likes it like that always has to move the furniture. What in the world, right? Because we're always like we can't even stay consistent in that. Some of us can't even stay consistent in what we believe, as a matter of fact, what we, what we tend to say that we believe is whoever we listen to last. Depending on which news channel you watch, you are a certain affiliation politically, right? Like, it just depends on who you, and so for us to think that if we're that given to change and nuances, and I'm tired of this now, let's try this, to think that we could somehow steer our own lives is crazy. Could you imagine our lives as metronomes? No, you couldn't follow that song. Fast, slow, up, down, crazy. It's just what? You can't clap to that. You look like a lane dancing. So I'm gonna say this that Jesus needs to be the person who establishes the beat in our lives. And everything that we're gonna talk about won't work if he doesn't. Some verses for you, just so you have them. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. James 1, 17. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. I love Psalm 102, verses 25 to 27. Listen to what it says. Long ago, about God, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing You will change them like a garment and discard them, but you are always the same. You will live forever. That's why God is the only person who can be the leader of our lives. And so, if it's true that everyone is following someone, then what I'm going to ask you today, what I'm going to challenge you with today, is, is three simple words Let Jesus lead, just let him lead. The bad dancing by Elaine, the bad dancing if I started dancing. Man, we don't want our lives to look like that. There's nothing worse on the dance floor than two people trying to lead, right? We were watching um, Cinderella last night, not the cartoon. Actual people were in it. And the part that I remember from from the end was the prince walked up to Cinderella because she shows up at this ball with this amazing blue dress, and everybody else is wearing drabby colors, so all you see is her walking down the steps, and, like, the people part, like, the, the Red Sea, and she walks towards the prince, and he walks towards her, and they had this moment, you know, and, like, I'm all in. You know, I've told you before, I mean, turn my man card in, chick flicks, I'm in, right? And I love them, so if they're good, right? I mean, if they're bad, I don't like them, but if they're good, and this was good, like, I'm I'm leaning in on my chair, like... I know the story. I'm pretty sure what's fixing to happen. And here's what the prince says to Cinderella. He pulled her in close and he said, I would be honored if you would let me lead you in this dance. On the way to to church this morning, we're in the car. We're talking about. Sydney and and Parker, they're practicing for a play, and they were talking about just the frustration of learning this dance routine, you know, because like everybody wants to lead it, nobody wants to follow. I mean, can can you imagine? I'm a disaster on the dance floor anyway, but like if you don't have somebody that says, I'm the leader and you're going to follow, then dancing becomes horrible. We got to let Jesus lead us. He's the only one who can, He knows the beat. And so, make the decision today, before we even start talking about rhythms, you've got to make the decision to let Jesus lead you. He gives us three invitations in the verse that we read Come to me, take from me, and learn from me. And what I love about Jesus is here's what he didn't say, right? I'll read to you the version that he didn't say. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? He didn't, he didn't say this. I understand how tired you are. Try something new. Figure it out. Good luck. He didn't say that. He didn't say, try a new beat. Establish something. Change the playlist. He didn't say all that. He didn't put it back on us to fix it. What he said was, you've missed the beat. I've got the beat. You're living, you're like living to a whole different beat. I've got the beat, so come to me. He invited us. Cinderella's about a prince becoming a king. Our faith is about a king. And our king sticks his hand out and says, I'm inviting you to come to me. Some of you don't even believe it's possible because you've been burned out for so long. You don't even think it's possible that even Jesus could fix it. But the good news is, he said, come to me, take from me, and learn from me. What I want you to know is that the rest of this series is pointless if we aren't talking about being led by him. So when we allow Jesus to lead us, We'll find ourselves saying yes to these three things. Just jot these down quickly, and then we'll wrap up. We'll say yes to his presence. When Jesus says, come to me, he's inviting us into his presence. Now, think about this. The Greek word for presence, for come to me, implies right now. It's like a command, right? hes he, its its It's not like he's making you, but he's like inviting you and like, why would you even wait let's do it right now. Just come on, come with me. He's inviting you into his presence, and my question to you would be, why would you even wait James four eight says, "Come close to God, and God will come close to you. So if we know that drawing near to him actually means he draws near to us and he invites us close, why would we wait I've told you guys when I was a teenager man i was I was crazy in love with Jesus. I, I want to say that I'm still crazy in love with Jesus, but when I was a teenager, it was like whole nother level. Do you remember when you first got saved? Are you saved? Do you remember when you first gave your heart to Jesus and like you would do anything? And I, I joke all the time, like, I mean, a pastor could have given an altar call for anything, and I was going. Right? He could have been like, uh, if you're here and you murdered somebody last night while in the process of th- stealing their car, come to the front, I'm going. I mean, I'm going. I would, he could have said anything. If you're a puppy killer, I'm going, right? I just wanted to be with Jesus. I mean, when you when you know that if I just go quickly, he's going to come quickly to me, why, wait. That's an amazing promise. Come close to God. He'll come close to you. What an honor it is for us to have a king that would stick his hand out and say, come on, come with me. Why wait? So when you say yes to that, you're saying yes to his presence. He said, take from me. And that's his provision. We say yes to his presence. We say yes to his provision. I love that he didn't say this. Stand there and I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff on you. He said, take from me. Take my yoke upon you. Something we do—it's we take what he gives. I looked up the Greek word because I was curious what that means. This word for take from me. Um, anybody here a fisher fisher person? Can I say? Yeah, I don't want to say fisherman because like some women are a lot better than men. So a fisher person person. <laughs> All right, let's just rewind that thirty seconds. Anybody here fish? All right, that's exactly what I was trying to say before. We'll just edit that out. No, we won't. I don't want to take time to do that. There's whatever. So, when you go fishing, you throw that lure in with the hook, the hook with the lure, like and all that stuff, and you catch a fish. And then what do you do when you catch a fish? You do not kiss the fish because it's still no, it's still in the water. Yeah, right. So what do you do after you catch it? You have to do what? The Greek word for "take from me" has that flavor to it. It means to Pull up, as in fishing. Jesus is saying, "Come with me, step into my presence, and then take from me. I'm going to provide for you." Any of you um, ever work like I don't know what they're what what are they call like Halloween carnivals or whatever, where you work behind and they throw the little fake hook over. It's not a real hook; it's got to be fake because you'd hurt somebody. And then like you, you're back there picking up the little duck or whatever fish, and you hook it on the thing, go pull it up. You tug the line, they pull it up. When Jesus invites you to come into his presence, the next four weeks as we talk about these rhythms, here's what he's saying to you. Just toss your line in. Come hang out with me. Toss your line in. And I'm going to hook some stuff on there. And I'm going to tug on that line and take from me. Take from me. Reel that thing in. You don't have to even be afraid because it's going to be a good catch. He only gives good promises. He only gives good things. It's going to be good. Just reel that thing in. Take from me. Here's the question that I would have for us. If we toss our line out, what can we expect to catch from Jesus? A cold? No. We would catch rest for our souls. Isn't that what he said? He said, take from me my yoke upon you. Let me teach you and you will find rest for your souls. I can't speak for you. I want to catch some rest. Anybody in on that? I would like to catch some rest for my soul. And the way you do that is you come with him. You step into his presence. Like worship doesn't become something we only do on Sunday, right? Worship becomes like I get up. I mean, this is just my daily routine, right? You work out your own. But I wake up early in the morning. I brew me a cup of coffee. That's one of the best parts of the day. And I get that coffee out. I put a little honey in it. I don't want you to do yours, but I put some honey in mine, some cream, or I stir that thing up. And I go out into the big room as far away from everybody as I possibly can because I don't wake anybody up, and I hit worship music. And I read my devotion. I hang out with Jesus for a little bit because I want to come with him. I want to draw away. I want to take from him. What am I reeling in? This morning I read the verse of the day. It was about peace. Peace that only He can give. Nobody else can give it. Like the bonus that you're expecting to get at the end of the year is going to be awesome, but it won't give you the peace that Jesus gives. The stuff that we're working ourselves to the bone for can't give the peace that He can give. The thing that you're worried about right now that you've been thinking about the whole 20 minutes I've been talking, if that was resolved tomorrow, would not give you the peace that He gives. We're killing ourselves reeling in other other things that he didn't put on the line. He said, take from me. We're taking from everybody else. Take from me. Establish a rhythm where you're taking from him, and you will find rest for your souls. And then he said, learn from me. So this is saying yes to his principles, right? So he invites us into his presence. He invites us to his provision, and he invites us to principles. Listen, a lot of the next four, four weeks is just going to be like precept on precept and line on line. Like today is so important. I know you're sitting here going, why are we talking about this? I already love Jesus. I'm not asking if you love him. I'm asking, is he leading you? Is he leading your life? Because if he's not leading our lives, then we can't learn the rhythm because we'll never hear the beat. See how that works? This is so foundational. We've got to let him lead us. And so he wants to teach us Principles, the Greek word is, is just the word for learner. It's disciple. It's the same Greek word that we get discipleship from. It means to learn information, but also to learn by using the information and practicing the information. In other words, learn these principles and rhythms and then make them your habit. I'm sure if you were raised in church, you've probably heard the Great Commission Matthew 28, 19 says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. That word disciples, same Greek word. That's right here when he says, learn from me. Be my disciple so that you can go make disciples. So the reality is this. Jesus extends an invitation to us, and then we extend an invitation to the world. Now check this out. What are you inviting the world to? I believe in Jesus, so I'm inviting them to Jesus. Not if you believe in Jesus and your world is one chaotic panic attack after the next. And I don't mean panic like you struggle with anxiety. I mean like you're always in a panic. You cannot slow down. If you say you love Jesus but you can't slow down, that's what you're inviting the world to. And the the world looks at that invitation, and do you know what they say? Sweet fancy Moses, (laughs) that ain't dancing. And I don't want any part of that. I'll just sleep in on Sunday. We extend to the world what we have, and I don't want to invite the world to tired, worn out religion. I want to invite them to life. You need to come with me to this crazy place called The Gathering where people, like, are nuts about Jesus. And I think they might actually just be nuts. And they love Jesus. And they are not perfect. But they're learning something that I don't have because they've got a rhythm in their lives that I don't have. And I'm not saying any of this to make any of you feel bad if you don't have the rhythm. I'm just telling you the last six months of my life, Jesus has been kicking my butt on this stuff. We've got to have rhythm in our lives. We don't want to have a life that we have to escape from. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Listen, anybody in this room that feels stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted or underappreciated, you hear those words like an invitation to a vacation. Jesus is not inviting you to Cancun. He's inviting you to himself. Some of you are so burned out You're so, you've run yourself so ragged that you can't even hear these words without thinking about a vacation. He's calling you to himself. Vacations aren't bad. We'll be at the beach sometime this summer. It's going to be fantastic. That's a good thing. But he's calling us to himself. says it's actually possible to be with me in such a way that you won't need to always get away. Just be with me. The invitation is come and dance with me. And isn't that what the world is looking for? Isn't that why I leaned in a little closer when the prince said, I would be honored if you would let me lead you in this dance? And I'm trying to, like, hide behind the lampshade so that Wendy and Cindy don't see me, like, smiling ear to ear, like, this is so awesome. She's going to let him lead her. Yes. I mean, that's pretty good show Wendy was at a wedding I've shared this before she went down to help her mom cater a wedding this is years ago and she came home and she was telling me about it and, and we were talking like you know how to it go and she's like Yeah, you know, I was tired and we did a lot of work and all this stuff and she said but you know the coolest thing happened like as we were as we were doing the reception they started playing music and they started like dancing and she said my dad walked over and asked my mom to dance. He never does that, right? Or not as much as he used to maybe. And she, she got up and they started dancing. And, and I was like, that's, that's cool. And Wendy's like, I couldn't stop watching. I couldn't. I, could, I, just, I was captivated. My dad was dancing with my mom. Listen, that's the invitation that Jesus is extending to our church. Come dance with me. Give yourself to me fully. And if you'll give yourself fully to me, other people will not be like, sweet, fancy Moses. They'll be like, what in the world? How do I get in on that? I want somebody to dance with me like that. I want somebody to look at me like that. That's the invitation. He says, come to me. Take from me. Learn from me. And you'll find rest for your souls. And the rhythms that we establish in our lives will actually allow us to have a fruitful ministry partner with Jesus. We're not going to go into all this take my yoke upon you, but that's agricultural speak. They would actually make sure that two ox were were next to each other and that the yoke fit both of their necks so that they could work side by side and be more productive. And they would take a seasoned ox and pair them with a learning ox. So that the seasoned ox bore most of the weight so that the younger ox wouldn't be worn out while they were learning how to do what ox do. And I'm not an ox, so I don't know. But the bigger ox bore the weight and the brunt of the plowing. So the younger one could learn the rhythm of plowing. And Jesus says, come to me. Take my yoke upon. Learn from me. Watch how I do it. I'll bear your burden. I'll bear the burden of the work so you can learn the rhythms of how to do it. He's calling you to that today. So how do you apply this? How do we even, what do we even do with this? What I could say is bow your heads, close your eyes. Are you tired? Raise your hand. But then all the hands would go up, right? Especially, especially now. Like you're like, yeah, that's a pretty good sermon, Paul, but I'm a little worn out now, right? But I'd rather ask you this question. Today, before we go any further in this series, this is the day to make Jesus Christ the Lord and leader of your, of your life. Maybe for the first time. You could be here today and you, you, know, you know nothing about Jesus. You're just like, whatever you're talking about, that's, I want some of that. That rest and like that purpose in my life, I want that. I want to find that kind of rhythm. Maybe you've never made Jesus your Lord. Today's the day you need to do that. But can I just also talk to the church and say this? Statistically... Some people in this room don't understand what rhythm is. Just We just, we just look at our, our lives and we can tell, right? We're just like living on fumes. And it's because we've not learned the rhythms that lead to rest. And so before I can extend to you the opportunity to learn those the next four weeks, I need to extend to you the invitation to let Jesus be your leader. So I'm not saying, like, if you raise your hand and say, that's me, I'm not saying you're not saved now. I'm just saying maybe you've forgotten that he's supposed to be leading you, that you've kind of captained your own ship for a while, even if it's a gospel ship. You've captained it, and you're running it into the ground. So could I get you to close your eyes, and could I get you just simply to respond to that today, to simply say, yes, Lord, today I need to Say again, for the first time or for the millionth time, it doesn't make it any less important that you are the leader of my life and that I want to learn what it looks like to live with the unforced rhythms of grace. But until I know that you're my leader, I'll never learn that stuff. So God, here I am this morning, my life, maybe it's great, maybe it's jacked up. But I'm committing myself to be your disciple again, to come to you, to reel in the things that you're providing for me, and to learn as your disciple the rhythms of your grace.